Welcome to the very first episode of the History of Indigenous America podcast. The Americas. This megacontinent of sorts occupies nearly a third of the total land area of the world and stretches from one cold southern end to an even colder northern end. Within this range are great jungles, vast plains, thick forests, and some of the world's highest mountains and driest places. For millennia, this diversity of terrain has supported an equally diverse population of human life. Cities and empires have risen and fallen, cultures have produced some of the world's great works of art and architecture, and the realms of philosophy and science have reached new heights. Yet, a lot of this history remains pretty unknown to most of us. We, or at least those of us in the Western Hemisphere, are today sitting upon the consequences of perhaps one of the most important events in human history. I'm talking about the European colonization of the Americas, of course. In the Americas, we're often given the impression that history really began just a few centuries ago. Perhaps we've learned about a few great ancient civilizations here and there, but that's about it. Many hold the belief that anything beyond that really isn't important at all, and that these past events have left us with nothing in the historical legacy. A lot of us in the Americas can all think back to our history classes and remember the relative lack of importance given to the grand history of our own hemisphere. Despite some people's best attempts to change that, I happened to take a look at a school textbook recently and saw that its unit on indigenous American history was still just as slim and cursory as it was during my own childhood. My realization of this is a big reason for why you're listening to this podcast today. Now, if you're in the Americas, take a look at the ground under your feet. That ground has been around for a very long time, and certainly since well before 1492. Like I said, beneath your feet, cities and empires have risen and fallen, and great human works have been produced and sometimes we unconsciously refer to this history all throughout our daily lives. There are a lot of places with names like Manhattan, Chicago, Saskatchewan, Mexico, and Peru. We all know about these places, and their names begin to give us an idea of the long history that came before these past few centuries. I can't stress this enough. People have been living where you were living for thousands and thousands of years. And all the drama you come to expect from human history has taken place there, too. To say that nothing of real consequence happened until a few centuries ago is far from the truth. Like the rest of the world, the Americas have countless stories to tell from these past millennia, and every corner and moment in time in this hemisphere has its own unique story. This podcast will attempt to tell these stories. Unlike some other podcasts, this podcast will not go in chronological order. If I try to describe the history of the entire Americas in detail, beginning with the first humans who lived here many thousands of years ago, I'm sure I would never reach recent history within my own lifetime. Rather, I will be jumping around throughout history to take a look at various peoples, states, wars, and events. This show will be broken into what I will call seasons, with each season covering a particular people, a certain theme, or a specific place in time. This podcast also won't focus on just pre-conquest history or just post-conquest history. 
Admittedly, the historical records have tended to be quite a bit better in the past few centuries, so a fair amount of post-conquest history will end up being covered, even though there are only five centuries of it. Nevertheless, one of the main goals here is to also paint a rich picture of the history before European colonization, so I'm aiming to seek a decent balance across historical periods. Although it may be obvious that I'm from the United States, the history of indigenous America will not only be about the history of the area that is now the United States. America, in this case, won't refer to just the country. All parts of the Americas will be covered as faithfully as possible, from the north to the south and in between. There is definitely a lot of history for us to work with here, and I know that we'll have a broad range of topics to cover. Anyway, without further ado, I will introduce us to our first season, the history of the Quiches. And I already know there's a good chance that you have no idea who I'm talking about, but bear with me since I'm certain that we'll be learning about a lot of things that are new for us throughout the course of this podcast. The Quiches are a Maya people living in the western highlands of Guatemala, primarily living in the departments of Totonicapan, Quetzaltenango, Solola, and Quiche, if you're following along with the map. I'm sure you can imagine how they came up with the name for that last department. The Quiches are the most populous indigenous group in Guatemala today, totaling about 1.6 million people, or approximately a tenth or so of the country. As a whole, about 40% of Guatemala identifies as indigenous. That means about one in four indigenous people in Guatemala are Quiche. The Quiche people, appropriately, speak the Quiche language, part of the Mayan family of languages. Most Quiches do speak Quiche, and though there is a significant amount of bilingualism with Spanish, many don't know Spanish, which is the national language of Guatemala. This makes it one of the most spoken American indigenous languages today, and although every indigenous language has to contend with competition from each respective country's national languages, Quiche has maintained itself fairly well. The Quiches are typically associated with what we call the Quiche Kingdom, which was a local power during the 15th century. The Quiche Kingdom existed in the context of the at-the-time militarily competitive southern Guatemalan highlands, and it was a conquest-driven state. The kingdom reached an apex in the mid to late 15th century with the help of some allies, though those alliances did not last forever. To make things even more complicated for the kingdom, there was a rising power about 600 miles to the northwest as the crow flies, also set on becoming a dominant power in the southern Guatemalan highlands. I'm talking about the famous Mexica Triple Alliance, better known as the Aztec Empire. However, the culture and language of the Quiches go back even further than this kingdom. Rather than being a nation-state of the likes we see today, the Quiche kingdom was ruled by kings who initially arrived as foreigners attempting to gain power, not unlike the foreign kings that have been such a regular feature of many European countries' histories gaining their positions through a mix of violence and politicking. The Quiches, the ethnic Quiches who were already in the region and spoke the Quiche language, ended up finding themselves under new management. But, due to all the history that happened in the following centuries, historians typically find it more convenient to just call this kingdom the Quiche Kingdom. Or, for additional clarity, 
It may be called the Quiche Kingdom of Kumarka, which refers to its capital city and the seat of kingly power. Although I've given up the secret that the government really wasn't that Quiche, the government subjects certainly still were. So, I will be focusing on the history of this Quiche Kingdom, the best known state in the Quiche region, and a primary point of reference for all Quiche history and identity thereafter up to the present day. Now, I thought it would be appropriate to start this podcast with the history of the Quiches, since it's a subject near and dear to me. My grandfather was Quiche, and Quiche was his first language. Regrettably, he never passed on the language to my mother other than some basic words. Speaking of which, I'm certain we'll talk some more about language loss in future episodes. With this familial link, I will try to connect this history when I can to places that are relevant to my family, or places that I visited personally, and provide you with some additional insider information, if you will. Anyway, aside from my personal connection, I promise that the history of the Quiches is actually very interesting, and even fairly unique. The old Quiche kingdom is perhaps best known for two things. First, they were one of the main players during the Spanish conquest of Guatemala that began in 1524, which occurred just three years after that very world historical event, the conquest of Tenochtitlan, the Aztec capital, the place that we now call Mexico City. In fact, the conquest of Guatemala was done in large part specifically as a means for the Spanish to consolidate their regional control after this initial conquest in Mexico. As I hinted at earlier, the Aztec Empire had already been angling for domination in the area, and the Spanish wanted a piece of that too, now that they could take advantage of the existing infrastructure of the Aztec Empire and use it like a marionette. You may be surprised to hear that Aztec influence extended that far to the south, but evidence of their adventures and their geography are embedded in countless Guatemalan place names today. In fact, the word Guatemala itself derives from a Nahuatl place name, and in case you didn't know, Nahuatl was the language of the rulers of the Aztec Empire, and totally unrelated to the Mayan languages spoken throughout Guatemala both in the 16th century and today. Though, with the entire Mesoamerican region at the time racked by diseases introduced by foreign microbes swirling around inside the Spanish, it was tough for the Quiches to put up a fight. The great decisive battle where the Quiches lost to the Spanish has become an essential part of Guatemala's national founding mythology, for better or for worse. The second thing that the Quiches are known for, and they're particularly known for this, is considered one of the greatest works of indigenous literature, if not the greatest work of indigenous literature, the Popol Vuh. The poetic Popol Vuh is part creation story and part history, and tells of the origins of the Quiche kingdom. Mesoamerica, but in particular the Mayas, had a rich culture of writing, and the Popol Vuh was written down as well. Maya books were written down on folded sheets of bark paper, which we call codices today, and were written by professional scribes. Like the rest of the world at that time, the majority of the population was illiterate. The Popol Vuh would have been one of the most important texts. Unfortunately, believing the unreadable and often religious texts to be the work of the devil, the Spanish tried their best to destroy all existing Quiche books. Still, someone eventually managed to transcribe the Popol Vuh into Latin characters within the decades after the conquest. This manuscript was only found again during the 19th century.
Nevertheless, as Quiche society remained very illiterate during the colonial period, the stories of the Popol Vuh continue to be transmitted orally. Today, centuries later, these oral variations remain a part of Quiche culture and religion. With the return of the original text, the Popol Vuh has been readopted as a guiding book for many. Though the Popol Vuh is regarded as a specifically Quiche text, a lot of the stories and ideas contained within it are equally as important to the cosmology and mythology of many other Maya peoples, from near the Quiche homeland in southern Guatemala up to the Yucatan Peninsula. You might say that the Popol Vuh was simply the regional version within a category of texts that would have existed throughout the region, especially when you consider that the Popol Vuh draws a clear through line from the creation of the world to the rulers of the Quiche kingdom establishing a divine legitimacy. I do plan on giving the Popol Vuh quite a bit of attention during this season, because you simply can't ignore it when you talk about Quiche history. You'll get to hear all about its mythical characters and the misadventures they find themselves in, as well as how it all ties in with the earthly history. We will be covering the Popol Vuh, the war with the Spanish, and more in the next few episodes. So gather round, tell your friends about this podcast, and be sure to check our site at historyofindigenousamerica.com. And, this wouldn't be a real podcast if I didn't ask this, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash historyofindigenousamerica. Music